And um, and you can also find us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. No, you can't. No. Let's start no, on Instagram. Let's start it. All right. Good evening, day, morning. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Arthur Mosley, and I've got my good friend. I am Daniel Allen. We are the Role Players, a, a podcast on sports, a mm. conversation on sports. I don't even want to call it a podcast, but yeah. just a conversation. It's just our medium. Here uh, for your listening pleasure, uh, you can always remember us uh, by our tagline, uh, Our Opinions Don't Matter. But you should listen to us anyway. Yes, yeah, you should listen to them anyway. We pr- promise to uh, get you some casual sports takes and probably some laughs in between. Uh, nothing, nothing too serious or godforsaken on our show that we won't cover or can't mm-hmm. cover. So let's just jump right in. Uh, college football, man. Friday the thirteenth, right? Why would you play yeah. college football on Friday the thirteenth? I, yeah, that's what I texted you that that these top. Top programs and Power Five schools shouldn't be playing on Friday night. You know, I was I was a little concerned a few weeks ago when Miami played Duke and uh, USC went up to play Washington State, and I was a little concerned. I thought that was a setup. Miami ends up mm-hmm. winning, USC does lose, but I was like, yeah, I just don't like these Friday night games. Yeah. It's kind of you know, it's for high school, right? High be- school in the MAC, right? You know, in mid majors, yeah. not not defending national champs or yeah. or. I guess what is it? Uh, the ACC has an agreement with each school where they have to play on Friday. Is, is that, that it? That's what I, I'd heard. Oh, well, that's I a bad. Know. I mean, maybe, maybe it's conference exposure. But uh, if I'm terrible. thinking of Friday night, now maybe I'm in a different season of life. But if, if uh, I'm not thinking about watching college football on Friday night, no, probably thinking more about going to a high school game or. Yeah, I don't know something. Something or going out and doing something. Yeah, and right. I, I don't know how much the players think about you know it's just everything's off and like that Clemson game it it was just even the broadcast like the cameras were real low mm. and the announcers were not you know Matt Brown I, I think is is pretty rough to listen to and the other guy <laughs> it sounded like an amateur it sounded like a high school game it mm. just felt strange you know it was everything about it was just kind of goofy kind of wacky and that's what's that's so that's the the third top ten team this year to go on the road on a Friday and lose. Yeah, not a not a great uh, not a great setup for top mm-hmm. ten teams. Uh, hats off to uh, Syracuse now sits at two and one mm-hmm. in the ACC Atlantic. Uh, that division in the ACC is headlined by North Carolina State. Who saw that coming? The pack. A uh, North Carolina State team that lost to South Carolina. Yeah, not the best, not the best start for them. But, After uh, they were, they got a little bit of press preseason. Yeah. They were ranked in some polls, but and then they came out and lost to South Carolina, and you thought, eh, you know. But they've come. They've to their credit, they've come, strung together a lot of good wins here and climbed back into the top twenty-five, and now sitting up there at the top. Yeah. Yep. So there Who you have it. What could happen? Um, uh, Washington State also, I mean, just absolutely get bushwhacked. Yeah, putting up three points by a by a bad team in front of a stadium with maybe halfway full. I mean, it looked you know the people yeah. out there. There was no one there, and uh, wildfires I guess going yeah, on well, around. More important things on a Friday night, right? Yeah. Go protect your and home. And not man. score. Mike Leach not to score a touchdown. It was just has that, has that ever happened? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it probably happened like last season, but just just strange, just just very Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, let's and go, let's go back to to Clemson. Yep. Do you think Kelly Bryant should have played in the like to begin with? You know, I didn't know the extent of his injury from the week prior, um, and I, I didn't do any homework on it. And um, I I did see where he was a concussion, wasn't it? Uh, this That's week. what knocked him out. Yeah. But, I mean, he was hobbling around mm-hmm. anyways. It looked like maybe 60%. Mm-hmm. I mean, did not look great. And he was getting nailed. And you thought, why are they – why is he – why is Davo just trotting him back out there? Because he clearly wasn't very effective and was hurting. And then I think he was, not like, knocked out cold on that hit. Yeah, he think, just laid there. Yeah, I think almost a minute, 30 seconds or something like yeah. that he didn't move. Um, <laughs> I think is what, what I was told. My sources told me. Yeah. Um, but um, you know it. That it kind of takes me back to a conversation I had with a certain Florida State fan who was 
belly aching that uh, other schools have quarterbacks that can plug and play. And not my argument was there are very few teams in college football where you can have a backup come in and uh, and really run the offense, move the offense. I think yeah. that uh, Georgia is probably the exception to the rule this season, along with Alabama is always the exception mm-hmm. to the rule. But Ohio just, State has yeah. before sometimes, yeah. you know, so winning the title with their third stringer. but It's few and far between yeah. for most programs for backup, especially a true freshman. Um, and I'm not making excuses for Clemson losing to Syracuse, but yeah. – just well, Cooper was isn't a true freshman. He's a, I think he's a redshirt freshman. Okay, well, but still, they have a true freshman there also that they didn't play. Who was a five star, and I know a lot of Clemson fans wanted him to get in there because Cooper didn't look. Cooper didn't. Yeah, and I, the, you know, the but ca- nobody looked all that great for them. Carrier Dome used to be a really intimidating place to play. Loud. I guess maybe it was loud Friday night. I don't know. It didn't because, sound loud. Well, well, what it sounded quiet. Gonna, what else are you gonna do in Syracuse? And New it's York? just orange all around. It's it's awful. Well, it's awful. It is awful. <laughs> orange on orange. It is yeah, awful. Yeah, the biggest disappointment to me was um, Clemson's D and that D line as good as they are because you'd think even if the offense struggles, that D is, is still going to come to play and shut them down. And think, Yeah, but Syracuse is a team that averages, I think, 90 plays on offense. They play that fast tempo. Uh, Dino Babers, no. I think, the uh, head coach up there at Syracuse, um, has – you know, just a continuous kind of pound you, pound you, pound you. And one of the best ways to keep a you know a team like that grounded is to keep your offense on the field long, sustained drives because if your defense is out there running up and down and chasing these guys, kind of like playing Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're chasing that run or chasing that, that option all the time. It, it just really wears you down. So, yeah. Let's move on. I'm, ugh, ugh, Syracuse. Let's get into the actual Saturday games. Yeah. Right? T- yeah. Saturday, you want to, I mean – I, I got a couple notes here. TCU still uh-huh. looks like the best team. Yeah, you know, for sure. Uh, Georgia shook off, you know, a pesky Missouri team. Yeah, pesky for for a quarter, half. Yeah, quarter and a half. Yeah, a half. basically for for three big plays, and then which I think to me I was, I I think that's about the best thing that could have happened to Georgia to to get kind of because they've been hearing how great they are yeah. for a few weeks now a little and diversity. how the defense how it's you know it's amazing and all that stuff and so to get hit right before bye week and get exposed like that and um is i think that usually does more good than harm mm-hmm. in that situation i mean there was no point during that game where i was worried that we were going to lose or anything um so uh, they they could take that and turn it into a positive. Yeah, you want to stay away from that rat poison though, if you're Georgia. Yeah, immediate <laughs> media rat poison. You want to stay away from that. I know. I think maybe some of the the secondary had had a little bit of the rat yeah. poison. So, um, another other notes: Washington. Not that we care much about the Pac-12, but Washington yeah. falling to Arizona State. That was State. one of my playoff teams. Yeah, that was not a that was an ugly game. Down they go. Um, LSU, man. Let's talk about games we picked. rising up from the depths. Oh my and gosh! I had, you know we had we had counted LSU out for dead. Yeah, uh, and they were you know they were dead to rights. Oh, for sure. Uh, big punt return, I believe it was. was yeah, it, twenty uh, to nothing in the second quarter. DJ Chark, Chark, yeah, like Shark with the yeah, yeah except Chark. Chark. Yeah, um, and Auburn kind of went. What I call, I'm sure other people call that too. They're like prevent offense. They just kind of shut it down and and went all right, run up the gut, up the gut, up the gut, and and put it in the cruise control. And you can't, you just that's you have to that stay on attack. Never works out right. right. Big game for Carryon Johnson for Auburn, 156 rushing yards, um, but Stidham only 165 yards passing. And I don't, well, you don't necessarily have to pass for 300 yards every week, like you said. You just kind of shut that down, and you're up what. 16 points, you think the game is over? And yeah. It's only three scores. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess he, he trusted his D, and LSU hasn't looked that great on offense this yeah. year. But you got to – hey, you got to be careful. And then special teams, you know, the the third phase that people overlook a lot of times, and that's it shows you what it can – I mean, it's it's huge. Got to be sound in the kicking game. So not not happy down there on the plains. And then they uh, Kyle Davis got kicked off the team this week. Uh, you know, wide receiver from yes, from Archer. Yes, yep, yep. And, I did uh, see that. So, so a little bit of disarray after, mm-hmm. um, you know, after Clemson, they were in desperation mode, and mm-hmm. the world was over, mm-hmm. ending. And then, 
they put together some nice wins, jumped up there into the top ten, and everything was they were on top of the world again, and then lose to LSU, and it's right back down to the to you know the the roller coaster right. of emotions. Right. <laughs> so uh, the world, you know, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Yeah, you could you could still knock off Bama and uh, need a little help, right. but so um, Texas and Oklahoma, man, mm-hmm. game that we picked incorrectly. Yeah. Uh, I was killing myself as much as I've talked up Texas and hyped them all year, yeah. and I was I would have I was going to take them straight up over Oklahoma most of the year, and then I doubted it. I doubted Tom Herman and picked Oklahoma to cover that, and sure enough, he plays them close. That was a very entertaining second half. See, that is a game I did not catch. Uh-huh. Um, Just I, back and forth, and yeah, what. You know, good game. We talked about a little yes last week that they had been going with um, Bouchelle at quarterback, and now yeah, this week really they went know with what Ellinger. I mean, it's kind of like yeah. you know, back and forth, whatever. But Ellinger had a uh, pretty big game. I, I can't remember, uh, but he led the Longhorns in rushing and passing. Mm, which that's was, never a good sign. No, no, not unless you're yeah. Georgia Tech, right? Right. Um, Trey Sermon had a you know. Pretty big game uh, for Oklahoma. As he's been doing. Yeah. He's a freshman out of Sprayberry. And, yeah. you know, he was a, he's a tough runner in high school, but you didn't, you didn't get the impression that he was ready to start it. Right, you know, come in and be the man. You know, a Power 5 conference. Right. And he's, he's done that. So he fits into their scheme very well. So good, good for Oklahoma. Oklahoma gets a win. So uh, they, they stay alive, I guess. Yeah, bounce they, back from that. Tragedy they right. had the week before. You kind of wondered, you know, when you lose to a team that you're not supposed to lose to, does that carry over? Are they emotions raw? So does which it, way do you go yeah, with it? Yeah. Yeah. Does that team, as they say, beat you twice? Like you're kind of pissed off and not playing as, you know. That's a big reason I picked Oklahoma to cover is because I thought that, that exactly they'd bounce back right. from it. But Texas tough. Que sera sera. Uh, last college game we picked the last one I have on my list uh, a game we both picked to be close right yeah Miami yeah exactly and Georgia Tech and uh, you know I, I picked up the game midway through the first quarter because I was doing some uh, electrical and plumbing work you know mm-hmm. since I'm as a, you tend to do being yeah, a man and all from time to time right yes yeah. that's, that's what guys do and you know I see the score seven to three and I was like okay and then it's like, oh my gosh, how can we be losing to Georgia Tech? It's you know, fourteen to three, I think, at one point, yeah. and then fourteen to ten, and then fourteen thirteen, a half, and then we come out and Miami onside kicks, and it's probably rain. probably the worst onside kick attempt I've ever seen in my life. Really, I didn't see it. You remember what I told you? I said I'm. I, I can't watch this. Let me know if Miami gets yeah. a lead. And then yeah. I ended up watching at the end when they were behind, they were behind. But I, I I just couldn't I couldn't sit there and watch that. It's mm. so it's tough. So uh, Cravante Benson gets injured mm-hmm. uh, at some point during the game. I can't remember or pick out. But they bring in a ready a B back named Quady or Quaddy Weimerskirch. I'm not making that up. I'm pretty sure you're drinking a Weimer skirt right now. <laughs> That's what the game. What? That is an interesting. So I'd like to put that in the running if I can figure out the pronunciation of his first name because all the announcers were saying was Weimer, Weimer skirt. And I was like, mm-hmm. are you who? What, That's who, awesome. What? It's not as elegant as Equiminius St. Brown, uh-huh. but, but I think Weimer skirts uh, should go in our kind of top 10 of, of football names yeah. for this season. That's great. Uh, so he comes in, tries to fill in for Benson. Man, I tell you what, Taquan Marshall came in leading Georgia Tech in rushing, was held to uh, 18 yards on 19 carries. Uh, I didn't no, realize that. Yeah, it was, it was pretty ugly. Uh, Georgia Tech did outgain Miami on the ground, uh, probably about 30 or so yards, mm-hmm. but uh, the majority of Miami's offense, uh, at least on the ground, came from Travis Homer, ran for 170 yards against Georgia Tech. So. Canes, if you did, if you missed it, another highlight catch by yeah, Darryl that was Burnett. a miracle that play. It was an absolute miracle. It, you know, I mean, two Georgia Tech defenders kind of in the in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Ball bounces off. I think mean, Burnett uh, Langham. I'm sorry, Burnett. 
Langham makes a great effort to get his hands on the ball, and the Georgia Tech defender makes a, a great effort to kind of jar it loose. Mm-hmm. The ball just kind of falls right back in. Just has to come right yeah. down to him, yeah. Uh, what a great play. And so, you know, yeah, a great play if you're a Hurricane fan, right? Yeah. You know, no offense to, to, to our Tech fans and And tech then listeners. I was worried, man, I was worried when you got down to the goal line and decided to play for the field goal. That was, I was like, no, no, don't, please. Because please I've seen Mark Rigg do that a lot. And, uh, I mean, at that point, it's like an extra point, but it's just, I mean, what, it's anything wet, could happen. Anything could happen. Yeah. What if another rainstorm, you know. Your kicker slips or something, which, um, so, yeah, that, that, that terrified me, even yeah. there, going up to the kick. I imagine for you, too, um, that was nerve-wracking. <laughs> Extremely. Of course, then you have to kick off to Tech with about four, four, six, six or four seconds left, and they uh, have a few opportunities with the lateral, but finally uh, yeah. they get tackled, ball game's over. Um, That's two, two kind of gut-wrenching losses for them on the year. Yeah. To lose by, what is it, a total of three points, mm-hmm. I guess? I mean, because you're real close to being highly ranked and in great shape. Well, you're you're close to being right where Miami is. Let's, yeah. let's, I mean, it, what's the difference if you take the stickers off the helmet and just look at the records and say, well, if Miami loses this game and yeah. Georgia Tech wins those games, and Georgia Tech is right there possibly in the top ten. Right. Um, but the difference between being a top ten team and being where they are is you didn't make the plays. Right. It's you know, you didn't slim, have somebody yeah. step up and make a play. Like Langham stepped up, made a play. That's, so one like, – and I know we we say one play, you know, you, we point our finger to those two one plays, and the game should never. There's several plays that get to, get us to that point, but yeah, you, it's making the play in that moment. Oh, right? for sure. In where okay, we didn't make all these other plays, so all, everything else doesn't matter. Right. All that matters is making this play right now. Exactly. And, and um, Langham has made two plays, and 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 Rozier's made two plays, and mm-hmm. Georgia Tech hasn't, and that's you know. Miami could easily That's be 3-2 and two right now. Yeah. So, as it is, they are 5-0 and o, sitting in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Richt's 14-4 and four as a head coach of Miami. Uh, yeah. So he's doing a great job down he's, there. He's getting it done, but kind of is, you know, is that Florida State win is impressive because we know that Florida State's not what Florida State has been with their backup quarterback. Is this Georgia win? Tech win? There's no signature right signature but, but win see, from Miami. And I've kind of Georgia fans have been doing this too. It it started like all right, well we'll know after Notre Dame. Well, mm-hmm. no, we'll really know after we play Mississippi State. Well, now we got to go to Tennessee. We'll really know after that. And mm-hmm. then now it's well if we win in Jacksonville. Well, well Florida might not be good. Well, what about Auburn? Auburn's not that good. So I mean, you can only you play who's on your schedule, and it's right. it's how you beat them and how, and kind of the eyeball test yep. because not that many teams have a signature win. No, I mean, who's Alabama's best team they beat? A and M, Florida State. I mean, it's at not time, Florida State at the time. It was Florida State, right? And they had Francois, but right. you look at them now; they're not they're not what we thought they would be. And you don't know how much of that's just Francois, but look look at the top. 10 and, and tell me who's got a win that you can say, yeah, that's a great win. I mean, I would say Oklahoma they with had the Ohio State yeah, one. Yeah, they had one. But. but So you can pick apart and, and say, well, we don't really know how good this win was or this win, but it doesn't matter. Clemson's losing that game. Yep. You know, so, hey, survive in advance. It's all, that's all it is. Yeah, and and enjoy it as you're in it. Yes. That's another thing. Because it doesn't last forever. Right. It's, uh, and I can't wait until it, it doesn't last at all for Alabama. Um, as a sidebar, did you did, did you sign the petition this week? By the way, the petition. Yeah, for... I was I was going to, and then I just kind of went on living my life. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> didn't get a chance to. Never got around to it. Yeah, still on the okay. Uh, that's. Did you have anything else for college this past week? Any interesting press conferences or uh, nothing? I'm trying to think, nothing really. Nothing really jumped out to me. Um, it, well, well, one thing I'll point out: Auburn had their mascot dress up as the Troy mascot on the sidelines against LSU. Did you see that? No, I did not see that. It kind of backfired, didn't it? Yeah, that's why you don't do stuff. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. That that didn't go uh, well. It kind of went how it should have, I guess. Um, yeah. So no, yeah, that's that's really all I've uh, 
really all I had. The, the main thing was those upsets, and then the Miami win was big. But other than that, it's just kind of more the more the same. Um, poor Tennessee, I'll say that. That South Carolina goes up there and comes down to a last play, and Tennessee just can't. Can't get it done. Can't huh? score touchdowns. So, yeah. It's, none of the ranked matchups, and that always kind of looks like a – you don't know what kind of a week you'll get. So, but in those weeks, strange things happen. You know, they still get some exciting games and some upsets. So, college football delivers again. Always, as always. Yeah. And then uh, our one NFL game that we picked, I, I had worked out a strategy. Uh, if you didn't listen last week, you can go back and listen. But the, the cliff notes are that I, I you know. The Falcons were, I think, an 11-point favorite or so yeah. last week. Or at the time, I think at game time they were up to 13 points maybe. Mm. Um, but when we picked, they were 11-point favorite. And I was like, I, I think I'm going to pick – you know, I want the Falcons to lose. Mm-hmm. So I'll pick them to win and win big. Yeah. And um, that didn't happen. Mm-mm. Not no. at all. I, remember, I, I – Picked Miami to cover and, mm-hmm. and gave them 20 points and kept saying, I don't see how they'll get to 20 points. I didn't know if they'd even score a touchdown because they've struggled to do that this year. Right. And lo and behold, and I looked, and what was Atlanta up? Were they up like 14 nothing or something like that early? And I thought, oh, yeah, they're just going to cruise. And then here comes Jay Cutler. It's a touchdown to Kenny Stills. It's a, you know, and, and Jay Ajayi's running well. And before you know it, it's straight up loss. There you go. Oh, Lord have mercy. It's um, sad, sad. You know, I think the Atlanta offense is still potent and and can be extremely productive. They just haven't found, you know, a a rhythm yet. And you don't, you wonder how much of that is Shanahan, Sarkeesian. Yeah. Um, There are, I I assume there's some new players. You got a couple new uh, gaps to fill on the offensive line, but you just signed. Devontae Freeman is a huge contract. You got Tevin Coleman in the backfield, uh, Muhammad Sanu. And that's that's what I was just double checking because it didn't seem like Freeman had many. T- he had nine carries mm-hmm. for 68 yards, is that- but nine carries. And it to me, it seems like he's kind of. I know he's he he doesn't usually have games where he has 20, but you gotta. I mean, don't you have to feature him more? Yeah, yeah. You, I, would you, think. I mean, if you're not and if you're not gonna throw the ball to Julio, then. I mean, <laughs> that guy's targets, it's, I don't know how many he has. I think it's something like 28 or something on the year. But he just, he just they have a tendency to sometimes just to kind of just forget he's out there, I guess. Which especially is, in the red zone. It's kind of hard to me yeah. to think. And, and I would almost say, you know what, I don't care who's covering Julio. We're just going to throw it to you and you're going to go it, right. it. Like the Lions used to do with Calvin. That's I mean, Stafford, he'd throw it into – Triple coverage sometimes. Right. But go up because nobody's going to out-jump Julio out there. Who can guard Julio Jones in the NFL? Yeah. So, I don't get it. I don't really understand that. So, I also don't love the, um, you know, how how offensive coordinators get attacked anytime a team doesn't look amazing on offense. And give them some time. But but I'll tell you one thing. If I think if, um, if they go out and roll this week, uh, the Miami loss might be forgotten pretty quickly. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's a week to week thing, and in the NFL, anything can happen. Yeah. And like you saw with the Packers, Aaron Rodgers goes down, mm-hmm. and you know it's just it it's wide open still. Yeah. So relax. Yes, Atlanta fans, relax. We're here just to talk to you off the off the cliff. Yeah, big week this week going up to Foxborough to face huge the, week to face Satan <laughs> and his minions. That's um, strong. Um, yeah. See, I actually kind of like Bill Belichick, but oh, I was talking about Tom Brady. Oh, Brady! <laughs> Brady. <laughs> um. Anyhow, there's a comedy bit about that, but well, too long to explain it on the air. I'm pointing out. I just want to just check because I had heard this week somebody mentioned that um, was talking about college salaries and mentioned that. All these college coaches that get paid more per year than Belichick. Belichick gets seven and a half million a year. Like, doesn't Sumlin get about seven and a half million a year? I think so. At A and M and all these people. That's just crazy. I mean, whew. anyways, 
You well, think the greatest mind in football would be paid higher than an ACC coach or a pack or a, you know an SEC coach? And well, but I, I I read what was maybe it was basketball, not football, but somebody was saying had written an article and made a comment that in in the in pro sports the athletes are the stars, in college sports kind of the stars and personalities are the head coaches, hmm. um, and because you don't, I mean you don't. I guess you don't have a bunch of rich donors wanting to throw yeah. as much money as they can at right. somebody and donate. Right. Yeah. So. Anyways. Moving along. Are we re- Did Butch Jones have any comments this week? I, I didn't. He, he, yeah, he did. He did. He said um, He said something to the effect of. Hang on. And this is our Butch Jones report. Like our trash can you Butch, Butch Jones report. <laughs> the Butch report. <laughs> he said something to the effect of. Um, we did everything we needed to do against South Carolina to win, except for score touchdowns. <laughs> so you did nothing you needed to do against South Carolina. Yeah, we did everything to beat. We basically beat them, except for we didn't score as much as they did, which is the is goal that, of the game. Is, is that what uh, the uh, life champions or winners of life uh, or – Leadership re- maybe they didn't get enough leadership reps this week. Clearly, clearly they didn't. But so let's move. Yeah. On. So let's that move. was Butch's latest. It's going to be sad next year when we don't have his uh, press conferences right. to pay attention maybe, to. Maybe he will be on like FS1 or something uh, as an analyst. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope he stays around a mic, and but I don't know if he'll be say this the the type of stupid things that he does if he's not trying to defend himself you know because i think that's what a lot of it is is he's trying to make you think no no it's not that bad maybe we'll get lucky and he'll come coach like high school football in here in georgia and we can that would be fun we'll see um i don't know i don't think he's gonna have much positive to say this week um for the tennessee their chances you, you don't have to you have to think that they're not gonna not gonna have a very Productive week again. Do you want to talk about that game yeah. right now? Yeah. Is this one of the games we're picking? Yeah. Now Let's I look get at, into it. I looked at the spread, and at first I thought it said Bama was a three point five point favorite, which <laughs> would make would make sense, right? Ten, mighty Tennessee, mighty Bama. Uh huh. Game is being a paid, big rivalry. Right. Tennessee's playing well, so they're going into Bryant Denny, <laughs> and they former th- will have them ready. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, oh wait a minute. <laughs> this is not twenty years ago. <laughs> This is 2017, oh. not 1997. Uh, Bama, a 35 point. 35. We, why do we pick this game? What, what 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 was my rationale? I just for fun, I think. Yeah, two. I think it was two teams I love to pick on, right? Yeah. And this I I love trash can you. All right. Yeah. I love to talk about them, and I'd love to see Bama get upset by trash can you. That would be great. I think that would be, that would be a whole new level of yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. It's and I think if if you were a statistics guy, you could figure out the probability of um what what uh, what probability Tennessee had, right? Uh-huh. So I this, think it would start with a zero and a decimal point, all right, or a zero, a decimal point, and maybe another zero. <laughs> I would say it's possible because anything's possible, right? I don't think that's possible. But not probable. That's my... So yeah, it's possible. I don't, I don't even think it's possible. It's possible. I don't think it's possible. They pay, if they played a million times in a simulation game, maybe it's raining Zero. or snowing. Zero times. <laughs> I don't think there's any world or, or series of events that could lead to Tennessee win, beating Alabama. So... As currently constructed. Do you think Nick Saban will have any mercy? I, I, let's step back. Is there an over under on how soon that Tua gets in the ball game for Alabama? Because this game mm. is is it worse than the Vandy game, Alabama Vandy? Mm. I think it's whatever they want it to be, really. And so I would think Tua is playing late third. Okay, so late third. So I don't think it'll be some outrageous because if he gets up. 35 to nothing in the second quarter, it's going to be backups and everything. He's not the kind of coach to – with Ole Miss, I think part of that, why he scored 66 points, is because of the 
what Ole Miss had done to them in years past, mm. and then also uh, off the field stuff, recruiting trail stuff, because there's there's no love lost between Saban and Ole Miss and Freeze and all that in recruiting. So I think that was a big part of um, what led to them pouring on you know 66 points against Ole Miss. Vandy, I don't know. I think that was just <laughs> you're running the ball and you keep scoring, but um, I don't think he's the type of guy that'll that's trying to score 50 on people. Well, uh, he probably wants to keep Butch around too. I bet he does. As most other he coaches to, do. They need to, everybody needs a whipping boy, right? Yeah, um, but they could they could name their score. I think it's about thirty five points. Yeah, I think it'll be more than that. Okay, uh, one thing we do know that that Tennessee is not the best football team in the state of Tennessee. Oh, the, for the volunteers. sure. Maybe third best. Uh, I would venture to say that Memphis is better. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Memphis. Okay, fourth best. Uh, Vandy is better. Yeah. And I'm trying to think if it's either Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee State, State. or beat the mocks of UTC, uh, University of Tennessee Chattanooga, um, might be better than... I think so. I think Middle Tennessee Tennessee State would, yeah. I think Middle Tennessee State beat um, Syracuse, didn't they? Did they? They beat Syracuse or Vandy or... Hold on, y'all. We take a break. We got to go to the tape. Yes. Let's see who can get it faster. Schedule. And I know they've beaten someone this year. Um, someone. Oh, man, this is my. I got the basketball schedule. <laughs> <laughs> they did beat Syracuse. They did. 30 to 23. Okay, so there you go. So, yeah. I don't think but Tennessee lost to Vandy, would. so they lost to Vandy. So. Right, so they're below Vandy, but they're above Tennessee. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. I also have a loss to Florida Atlantic. Um, oh, Lane! Hey, Lane might be putting out some feelers to the Big Orange Nation. Let's hey, real quick before we get into the game more specifically. There's this joke about how every time a big college job comes open mm-hmm. the joke is oh it's gonna be Gruden, Gruden right gonna be Gruden right? right and and Tennessee fans got burned on it last year because there were a ton of them that the announcement's coming on Thursday yeah Gruden <laughs> wants to get back into coaching there's one that said my wife coached with Gruden's wife and I also know the real estate agent that they use and they've been looking at homes and we don't think it's just for their son that we anyway so they got burned last time, and um, and some of their beat writers have said that you know it's not just guys don't don't get too worked out. Gruden's not going to coach you, but hope abounds, and there is some sleuth activity going on, and and they're getting caught up again. There's a lot of they call them groomers, 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 huh? Gruden rumors. Yeah, so they are they are getting their hopes up that John Gruden is going to come riding back, and I'm, I'm like. I don't, I don't know how great he would do anyways. Because you take a pro coach and you put him there, and they've recruit? never recruited. Right, you've got, you have no relationships with high school coaches right. and all that. Hey, but, but anyways. Are they the most disillusioned fan base right now? It could be, yeah. It's, that's rough. Wouldn't you be? I would never be a Tennessee volunteer fan. I know, but so if, if, I, if you were in their it, position, it's been a rough decade for them. I'd probably kill myself. Yeah, well, I'd no, find I find another no, sport. I, to... Yeah, I would. Pro- Actually, you know what? If I was a Tennessee fan, I would not have to kill myself. I would just not root for Tennessee football. I would root for Tennessee women's basketball. There That's what I would do. I mean, it's you know one I'd of the pull for the Titans or the Predators. Hey, there you go. It, it's there's other things to do in in the in uh, Eastern Tennessee besides cheer for volunteer football. Yeah, like make moonshine. Right, of course. There you go. And, and I'd so yeah. So back scores. to the game. Back yeah, to the game. Scores, I would say. I would say. I'll, I'll take Bama. We'll stop at forty-five. Okay. And being generous here, Tennessee is going to get two field goals for six points. Forty-five-six. So yeah. that's thirty-nine points. So Bama covers. Yeah. Uh, I am not far off of your score here. Uh, you know. I think the only caveat here is if the officials are out to get Bama. And I said what I have written in my notes, per that petition we read last week. I think the, that Alabama is good enough to overcome any poor officiating 
Yeah. I think Bama rolls. They 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 win forty eight to seven. Yeah. I I so so Tennessee is gonna get into the end zone for the first time in what six quarters? No, wait, is it more than that? Is it ten quarters? I don't know what the number I is. I think it's but been two and a half games because they didn't against us. They didn't against South Carolina, and for a half against um, who did they play the week before us? I don't know. It's some some nobody. So that would make yeah ten quarters. They haven't gotten into. Aye aye aye. They might break free late, you know, as Bama's got their fourth string five stars yeah. in, and Tennessee still got their first, you know, first string three stars. <laughs> yeah, they they might get one or. Mm. All right, where do you want to go next? Big, you want to go Midwest or out west? Let's go out west. Out west, actually, out west. Or is it in? But it's South they're, Bend. They're, yeah, they're both midway. Yeah, okay. they're both in the Midwest. So we'll go the team from out west coming to the Midwest. Yeah, the U- Irish USC uh, traveling to Notre Dame. The Irish are a four-point favorite per Bovada mm-hmm. on Tuesday. So that's where we're getting our picks from, or our our lines from. Uh, I, I tell you what, I'm not a. I know Notre Dame. I think they beat they beat Michigan State. I yeah, that's their yeah, handily they, by 20 points. I, I, I'm not sold on Michigan State. I'm not sold on anything Big Ten, but okay, uh, I'm a little salty. So you sold on the Pac-12? Uh, I'll get to that. I'll get <laughs> okay. to that. Um, I, I just I think Notre Dame kind of gets the benefit of every doubt. It's like Notre Dame's so that name carries For around sure. some weight. So yeah, they do. Uh, I have not watched a ton of Notre Dame football. Actually, I haven't watched any Notre Dame football since week one. Huh. Uh, or week, was that week two? Week two? Week two okay, since yeah. Georgia you know, took on Notre Dame. Um, Wimbush is back. He, okay. he missed last game because of a, a foot injury. So Wimbush is back. They're, they're rushing attack. They've really focused more on the ground game ever since they lost, and Kelly said he was gonna, he wanted to. So they've just kind of been pounding teams on the, on the ground. So last week against North Carolina, who's terrible, they, um, you know, they didn't have Wimbush. They had a backup quarterback. I think he threw for like 160, 170 yards, mm-hmm. and they just ran all over North Carolina. So, so they've been beating the powerhouses of like Boston College and Miami of Ohio yeah. and, and Temple, right? Yeah, so that's that's what makes Notre Dame so great, right? That's, yeah. So I don't know. It's it's. I think it, it honestly though, you're kind of at this point, they're kind of running out of teams to put in the top fifteen. So you're maybe by default and their yeah. and their mythos. Yes. Um, that's to me maybe why, but at the same time, USC. I don't. I, yeah, I don't really know why they're still right up there because they've they've. They had one good win, and mm-hmm. then they've had um, a bad loss and some questionable, very close ones. Yes. Well, this is this is why I like USC in this matchup, right? Uh-huh. Because in those in in those close games, uh, all, uh, they've been competitive, and including the loss. I mean, it, you know, they're right there. The, the line is four points. I think this game, this is a three point game, field goal game, and uh, and a great rivalry. Um, I like, and I'll go ahead and give you my score, I like USC to win 28-27. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of whether they win or not, um, I think, like I said, I think the outcome, if Notre Dame wins is 27-24 or 38-35, I've got USC winning 28-27. Gotcha. The Trojans, like, you think Notre Dame's going to grow their grass up high like they like they did, if they still have grass? I think they have turf. They have turf now? I think, I they think may they, bring in a high turf like yeah. they did against Reggie Bush and yeah. them back in the day. Yeah. Very, very strategic by USC. Very sneaky, the yes, Irish, yeah. Always. So, I, I see, I kind of, USC, I'm just not, I just can't really buy into them uh, going and winning a big game up there. I I mean, Darnold, for all of his hype and praise, he seems to throw two picks a game. And they're just kind of, I mean, they have, like, Ronald Jones is explosive, mm-hmm. and the offense can look amazing at times, but then at times they can just be out of sync commit turnovers and their defense hasn't hasn't really impressed all that much this year. So I think Notre Dame will will pound the ball, try to keep USC's offense off the field, and I think they'll be pretty effective doing it. I, I think they'll probably have two hundred yards rushers and then Wimbush will will probably play pretty well. I have Notre Dame winning by a touchdown thirty one to twenty four. All right. And continuing you know Pretty soon now, it's going to be playoff talk. Yeah. 
you know, as much hype as they get, you're right. They're gonna be, they're gonna be right there in the hunt. So, yeah, I think Notre Dame pulls that off. All right, what's next? Next up, maybe the biggest game in college football this week. Yeah, you had to guess and the talking khakis. about talking about teams that. Why, how are they still in the top twenty-five or top twenty? Michigan. Did, uh, that was. Did you watch that that game uh, against Indiana last no. week? I mean, that was that was. Um, <laughs> Indiana played them tight. Michigan gave up. They were up. They gave uh, a final drive there with less than a minute left. They let Indiana throw all over them and get down, kick a field goal, and went to overtime. And poor Indiana couldn't hang on. But Michigan hasn't hasn't. What have they done this year? They beat a terrible Florida team. They did beat Florida. Convincingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they lost to Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. They beat Cincinnati, Air Force impressive. Academy. Impressive. Purdue. Very impressive. Lost to Michigan State and then beat Squeaked Indiana. by Indiana. And this so, week, they had to travel to Happy Valley. Yeah. And Beaver Stadium. So... I don't see this in the. I know Harbaugh's praised and immortalized all over the place, but he still hasn't really done anything. Um, and I'm a. Is he I'm on a, the all hype coach I'm a believe team? Me, hey, he he's got to be. I thought he would be better than this by now. I thought he. I know he lost a lot from last year, but I've. Uh, I thought he would be, be better than this. Um, and on the other end, Franklin is doing a heck of a job at Penn State, going from where they were, just getting hammered into the ground. And then Bill O'Brien brings them back a little bit, and then Franklin isn't afraid to go up there and take over. And whew. snarky, James Franklin. Yeah, he is. He's a he's he's an angry angry guy, isn't he? He's, he's kind of a bitter not man. A, yeah, he is kind of a bitter man, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's not a. I don't think he he makes a lot of friends um, outside of wherever it is he's at. He's a yeah. I don't think he cares. No. And uh, and I, they don't care. Penn uh, State fans don't care, and. For good reason. And let's talk about Saquon Barkley. Is there anything the kid can't do? I mean, he, he can. He leads a team in rushing. Yeah. Leads a team in receiving. Mm-hmm. Leads a team the team in kick return. Like, like yeah. Not pump return, but kick return yardage. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also completed a pass for a touchdown this season. Yeah, he's all doing right. it all. So he can. It's like their their his Heisman campaign is like their second goal. So they, they win the games and then also do everything we can to get, get him. Saquon, right. Because we did that when, with Gurley in, um, I guess it was 2014, we had him throwing long passes and stuff and returning kicks, and mm-hmm. it seemed like, all right, they, they want to make sure that we get as much as we can of him out there. Of course, he could do it all. But that's what it kind of seems like, and he's, he's getting it done. Yeah, he's getting it done. Um, McSorley. Passing, you know, throwing it around a little bit. I um, I don't really. I know that Wilton Spate is probably not going to play. That's Michigan yeah. quarterback, uh, so that's pr- part of their uh, reason for lack or, or lack of success. I think the same thing happened last year. Spate gets hurt, and they drop four straight games to kind of close out the season. Uh, Michigan was a young team, and, and many people. Might have forgotten they were a young team coming into this season, replacing is this all eleven starters on offense or uh, ten, ten or eleven, or 11, 10 of yeah, 11 a um, and, and then several maybe up to six or seven on on offense. So, mm-hmm. uh, really, a rebuilding year for Michigan. And like you said, that Florida game is kind of a misnomer because they beat a bad Florida team and they yes. you know kind of a very bad Florida team. So, um. I really want Michigan to lose like by 175 points. Yeah, that's not likely. But Probably yeah, not. I mean, if there was somebody who was going to put up 175 points, I would say James Franklin would do that. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a he's kind of a jerk. I mean, he calls a timeout against. That could be Georgia an interesting State. handshake yeah. late, couldn't it? Yeah, it could because you got two snarky guys, yeah. right? Very salty, snarky. Yeah, guys. Harbaugh's had issues with handshakes in the past with um who was it? It was in Detroit. Their coach uh, Jim something. And um, Caldwell. No, it wasn't Caldwell. It wasn't Caldwell. It was the guy before that. Maybe it wasn't Jim. Anyways, the guy with the little gray streak in his hair. Uh, but anyways, that doesn't matter. It's it's gonna. Yeah, it could be. Those are two um, high strung coaches. Yeah, right. For sure. Um, Michigan has. That's one thing they haven't given up a lot of points to anybody mm-hmm. they've played. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I I could see. 
I've got written down here. I've got Penn State 24, Michigan 17. And that's kind of just because of the 17. I don't I don't know how Michigan is going to score a ton of points or keep up with them. I just can't see that happening. Yeah, you know, I don't see ten, I don't the line see ten is 10. Points, Penn State is, you know, Michigan's getting 10 points. I don't think that Penn State will cover. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I think it's, it's one of these maybe fluky games. Um, Penn State, I got 20, Penn State 27, Michigan 21. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be hard pressed to find twenty one points, but yeah. I don't think this is a runaway game and, and um as we've seen this wacky college football season, anything can happen. Anything except for Tennessee over Alabama. That that can't happen. Just to, to reiterate my point from earlier. It's it's not, possible, not, not probable. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the NFL. So Quick recap of last week in the NFL. We already talked about the Atlanta game, but um, things that jumped out. Mm-hmm. The the Rodgers, that's a big deal. Huge. And that makes it a lot easier for the Falcons in terms of who you look out there. And Jameis Winston's hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a sprained shoulder. They think he'll be up back. Um, but for the Falcons, you look around, and the the Saints have gotten it rolling a little bit here. Now they're, they're up to 3-2. and two. The Panthers have not looked great for the most part. So but they're four and one, right? Four and two. Yeah, you've. I mean, honestly, in the NFC, is the the best looking team to me has been the Eagles. Yeah, Philadelphia. Kind of hard to believe. Yeah, and the Rams can can score it a little bit. Yeah. Um. So where do the Falcons sit? I mean, they. I think if you lived in Atlanta, listen to Atlanta Sports Talk Radio, you thought the Falcons were a no brainer pick to to repeat and go back to the Super Bowl. Hmm. Um. I don't know what the stat was. Super Bowl loser, the amount of times they have a successful season the next season. And that's, it's few and far between. Yeah. Um, kind of strange it's how that tough. works. But, uh, so you got the Eagles sitting at 5 and 1 in the NFC East, uh, the Vikings at 4 and 2, Panthers at 4 and 2, leading the South, and then the Rams at 4 and 2 with mm-hmm. a one game lead over the Seahawks. And the Panthers 4 and 2 is kind of deceptive because they, they played to start, they played San Francisco, and then who was the other team? They played, a, a terrible team. So they haven't. If if you watch them, you look at them, them, and you think, yeah, yeah, that's they shouldn't really. Yeah, the, the the Bills. They beat the Bills nine to three. Yeah. No, no, so yeah. granted, the Bills beat the Falcons, but and the Panthers beat the Patriots. Yeah, that's true. So kind of up and they beat the Patriots. They're in the hot. Lions. They just run hot and cold. Yeah. It seems like. Yeah. So you know we'll keep we'll keep an eye on the race as we get later in the season, but we're not really. We're not really dialed in to, uh, to, to playoff races. I, I will Mm-mm. say there's a – after me crowing about my Jaguars, are now in a three-way tie with the Texans and the Titans. And the Colts – I'm telling you, the winner of that division could go 8-8. Eight and eight. Oh, for sure. Or 7-9. Yeah, for sure. The Titans just got Mariota back, and, um, and he was playing at less than 100%. They didn't look all that great against the Colts, which – Luck had another setback and isn't practicing this week, so that'll be continue to be the Jacoby Brissett leading them. Yeah. You know, man, that's that's a messy, messy situation there. One of I think it's maybe four teams. Uh, NC State has the most starting quarterbacks in the NFL, right? Which is just you wouldn't think that, but it's oh interesting. Although I guess Glennon's not starting, so that's probably dropped down. But anyways, just point that out there. So our game we're picking. Re- rematch. Which game? Which rematch. game do people think we might pick? You know, it's I mean, like, there's only on. one. There's only one game in the NFL. This is the, that matters. yeah. This when is the game in Georgia, right? There's this is the game, game that that's been circled, I think, for Falcons fans for a long time. The biggest game of the season, regardless of how the 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 um, you know, the division shakes out. Mm-hmm. I think this is the one that they've cared about the most. Why would they care about this game? Just to get that taste out of your mouth, which what, you're what, not fully going to get. <laughs> it's something. Was I'm not going to rehash that again because I did the last time. And uh, and I feel bad to, to rub that in with, uh, with the Falcons fans I know. So um, I think to get, you're not going to, it's not going to get rid of the sting, but that would go a little ways towards towards making you feel better if you could go out and. A Patriots team that's not playing all that great. You no, know, they got a very porous defense. Yeah, um, offense not not clicking. They're four and two, so we're not talking yeah. about uh, a team that's you know 
under 500. They're still leading their division, but team that's four and two. They just haven't looked like Patriot teams very in the past, sh- right? You know, they 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 beat the you know lost the Panthers by three, beat the Texans by three. You yeah, know, very a, close game. Yeah, there. Lost to the Chiefs in Week One. You know, beat the Jets. You know, but you know, seven last week. Beat the Buccaneers because they couldn't kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, or or could feel, could, couldn't make field goals. I'm sorry. But um, the Falcons, I, I mean, uh, they're 0-5 in their last five games against the Patriots, against the spread. Really? So that's an interesting stat. Um, I just think, you know, they're uh, two games. I think, what, what do I have down here? Uh, mistakes kind of in the last... You know, in games that were decided by six points or less, they made the mistake. They they didn't get the bounce, didn't get the play, mm-hmm. and that kind of you know that it puts their record at at three and two instead of four uh, four and one. So, or 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 five and zero oh for that matter. Um, I just think that man, if they if there's ever time to get the Patriots, it's right now with their defense playing bad, mm-hmm. and we know the ability, the explosive explosive ability of Atlanta. Uh, to put up some points. I think this is a week they do it. I don't think there's a whole lot of defense played in this game. I like Atlanta to beat New England 34 to 30. 34 to 30. Are you doing your your jinx? Is that what is part of that or do you think they're going to win 34? Yeah, see there's not more teams I hate more than the uh New England Patriots. Patriots. Yeah, I think the only just it's Patriots, Cowboys and Steelers are to me are my okay. holy grail of teams I hate. Okay. The um, Holy Triumvirate. Yeah. And so uh, so the Falcons, like I said earlier, they play Satan and his minions, Tom Brady, also known as Satan. Uh, I mean, only the Antichrist comes back from 28 to 3. Okay. Mm. Just saying. So 34-30, mm-hmm. Atlanta exercises the demons. I, I see. I, I wanted to, to pick Atlanta to win this. And part of me thought, you know, the same thinking you you had there that they'd be able to go up there and score a ton of points. I just, I, I, man, the Patriots. A lot of times in these situations where they're like statements or big big games for whatever reason, they just come out seem to come out dialed in and and play to a to a different level. So as much as I would like to say Atlanta is going to go up there and and knock them off, and you think it's going to be high scoring, I think it'll be not not all that high scoring. I've got New England twenty seven. And the Dirty Birds, 24. So that's a three-point line. Field goal makes the difference. So you've got the Patriots covering that three. Mm-hmm. I've got the Falcons winning outright. Remember the, the – and another thing about uh, – the Edelman's out. Mm-hmm. The Patriots didn't have Gronk last year against right. the Falcons, and um, I think he could I think he could go off this week. Well, we shall see. We'll see. I'm hoping that Chris Hogan goes off because he's on my fantasy team. Oh, yeah? Well, he's gone off most of the year. <laughs> he's like a top five receiver. I think he's a, the third or fourth highest scoring receiver. So, stepping right into Edelman's shoes and taking off. So, those are our picks. Last week, we both went two and two. Yeah. I don't have the full standings. We'll get those out. Hopefully, get these out by Friday. Yeah. We'll definitely get the picks out uh, later tonight. Uh, so you all can come in and, and pick games with yeah. you know, with us, but we'll get uh, standings updated uh, later tonight. So, so make sure there's still time. Six, to, and, six and two on the year. Yeah, six both and two. of us still time to get in. We're only six games ahead. You guys can get in and go on a run and win our money. Yeah, doesn't take much. Uh-uh. Um, so that's all we have for football. We had a wild card that we want to talk about this week. Pretty good one, I thought. Yeah, it, with all of these fans who are just absolutely losing their mind about their coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we you know you came up with this brilliant idea. Let's talk about college coaches buyouts. Buyouts, um, and that it's because I was reading an article about uh, Orgeron mm-hmm. and and the buyout they gave him, and um, and it just to me somebody like that who hasn't proven themselves and you're twelve million. Twelve million is what I had down here, yeah. For Coach O, mm-hmm. and it got it to thinking the a lot of these other. A lot of these other coaches with these just insane... I don't understand the thinking behind it. Behind a lot of them. So, let's see. Here, what I got. Bielema? 15 million? 15 million. 15 million yeah. for Brett Bielema. Right. A guy who can't go 500 
in right? the conference. Who looks like his mascot, I think. Yes, he does. Yes, you yes, absolutely. Show, $15 yeah. million for him. All right. Coach O, $12 million. Butch, $8 million. Yep, that's what I have. Um, yeah, Sumlin, $11 million. Mm-hmm. I mean... Now, the, the one that absolutely blew my mind was Jimbo Fisher. What's his? So the, the article I was reading, this is from Bud Elliott at, at Tomahawk or Tomahawk, whatever. Nation. Yeah, he was an SB Nation guy. Okay, so right now, uh, according to, and this was according to Deadspin, this, this stat was according to Deadspin, it was $33 million. $33 million. $33. Because remember, they just redid uh, his contract when LSU uh, was hot and heavy after Jimbo. Yeah. Uh, I think FSU kind of redid his contract and signed a long-term deal there. Thirty. If So let's just say, so So in, in, in Bud Elliott's article, he said, if FSU wanted to go in a new direction six years down the line, I'm quoting, per, so we're giving him all the credit for this information, and the two-option extension had been triggered, it would cost the school and boosters roughly, this is in, this is in 2022, it will cost Florida State $22 million dollars. To buy them out. I mean, that's like a lottery ticket. I mean, if... Or two. I mean, seriously, would you just want to get fired and and just sit home and collect your 22 mil? Look, the... With less stress. And, the New York Mets are still paying Bobby Bonilla, and he hadn't played yeah. baseball for a long time, so I guess... Telling, at least he's won a title, yeah, right? And he's yeah. been up there. But somebody like Bielema Why and Butch getting- Jones, who's never won anything... And uh, Sumlin, it's just, it seems like a coach comes in, has a little bit of success, or, or you know, his name gets floated around by his agent, and the school's rushed, oh, let's extend you, let's extend you, let's get, put this buyout in there. And these double-digit million buyouts are the, just... Yeah, how many... Yeah, here's another... In 2011, there were only 15 coaches that had, secure, uh, had uh, buyout clauses worth over $8 million, right? Mm-hmm. In 2011? 11. So okay. six years later, there's 33 coaches <laughs> with a clause that has a buyout over $8 million, which is just bizarre. Like, why are you paying somebody that much money to go away? And can you think of 33 coaches that you Does would pay that kind of money to? to right. That were good enough to either keep. I can think of three. Yeah. Two, I'm sorry. Next. I can think of two. Saban, Nick Saban and Urban, and Urban Meyer. Meyer. But other than that, uh-uh. I mean, that's uh-uh. just absurd. It's just like the arms race. It's just the money's... It's just like kind of... It's like it... When you talk about it in these... Like 22 mil, 33 mil, 8 mil, whatever. It's just like a number. You know, you kind of desensitize to it. But that's $22 million. dollars. In a, in a country where people are still going hungry... Um. Lord have mercy. We still need coach for the homeless. That's just a lot of money to pay a coach to go away and sit. I'm out. telling and you. And I, I really, I'm not, I'm not vilifying these coaches. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is America. It's capitalism, right? They, they can, yeah. you know. And I tell you, who gets the the bit the who's responsible for this is the agents, right? Yeah. Who negotiate contracts? They do a great job. Yeah. Anytime somebody has some success, they you, you just float their name out there. Rumors that you know somebody's calling. And just like that, raise all the right. time. That's, right. that's what happened. I mean, Saban did that when, when Texas came open before Charlie Strong was hired. They had all these rumors about Saban going to Texas, and he gets bumped up at Bama, I mean, by a ton. And so it's it's just how it works, you know? Uh, Jimmy Sexton has all these different coaches here in the Southeast, and, and it's he's a master of that, putting things out there and getting these huge clauses. And I just don't know why, and especially like LSU, I don't know why – who they thought would come calling for for Edo that you would need twelve million dollars to buy him out? I mean, what has he done, and what do you think? I mean, are you gonna? He ripped his shirt off. They couldn't. They couldn't resist. He People was... are not banging down the door to get Coach O as a head coach after he's been he's been a head coach before, and then he went back to being a line coach coordinator because nobody nobody was dumb enough to give him a head job at a major school. <laughs> So I wouldn't be that concerned to to give him twelve mil buyout. That's just that's just crazy. Yeah. So yeah, that just stuck out to me because I hadn't really seen those numbers before. I knew some of the coaches had big numbers, but but to think that Bielema's got fifteen mil and 
it's just it, and it backfires when if you want to let them go, you know. So yeah, it's always. just uh, we know, and I know this is not basketball talk, but uh, we we saw that with Georgia Tech um, a couple coaches ago. Yeah. Uh, like gosh, his name Hewitt? is yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's kind of holding the holding Tech hostage with his his buyout clause. I think it was like about seven million. They were questioning whether they could raise that money to to. But you're talking about paying somebody that much money to go away. Yeah. That is just absolutely absurd to me. Yeah. In the real world, most people get fired. <laughs> and they stop getting paid. Right. Immediately. Yeah. I wish people would pay me to go away. <laughs> <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. You're going to pay me 10 mil to go out in the woods? Sure. Sure. All right. Done. Thank you. See y'all. That's yeah, it. Be... I'd even settle for the $8 million package. <laughs> at a discounted rate right i mean it's but we talk you know that that kind of parlays you talk about corporate america a lot of uh ceos are vilified because of their what they call golden parachutes or their you know severance packages kind of same deal here um we vilify those guys but don't vilify these coaches when they don't do their, a good job we're paying them to go away it just doesn't make any sense to yeah me. i agree so I agree completely. Not you know, get yours if they're paying you, get it, coach. Yeah, go get your money. If somebody's willing to to give you money, you get but it. You don't, money. and you don't feel guilty about it. You know. The, so, who in their right mind could put up thirty three million to tell Jimbo to go away? Hey, apparently your friend wants to, right? Well, Didn't he say he wanted? Yes, he did want Jimbo. Doubt he's pony, ponying up any or contributing uh, to that. No, we work in the same uh, <laughs> office, and there's no way he's he's not. Yeah, pulling that kind of cash, but so before you just scream, it's not that easy to just cut them loose and right. go and go hire the next great thing. Right. Like you said, who are you going to get? But and once you've got that, the next guy coming in, his agent's going to see, hey, he had a twelve million dollar buyout. So yeah, we want a fifteen. Million. Yeah, exactly. Or some some the, that's got to be reversed somehow. It's just a yeah. lot of money that uh, I don't know. Yeah, all in the name of my team has the best coach, right? Get get a championship that that everybody else is gonna forget after next year, and but you can live on. In the case of George fans, you can milk it for thirty seven years. So hey, <laughs> I guess it's worth it, right? Whatever it takes. You can just fondly remember back on that, yeah, for sure. Whatever but if hey, people overlook a lot worse things than paying large sums of money in order to win. So yes. and that to that and yeah. hey, it's not the worst thing that people do to win. Agreed. Yeah. Well, that's all we got, man. Anything that's it, else? That's all, man. All right. Well, once again, we appreciate you listening to episode 11 of The mm-hmm. Role Players. Uh, you Throw want, some picks at us. Yeah. Yeah. Get, guys, get out there. Make picks. Tweet us. Right? We heard. Yeah, we heard. And, and some of them uh, were very confident that they were going to take our $50. Yeah. But it might have found it's not quite as easy as it seems right? when you're looking at the games right. and... So, yeah, we welcome all comers. Hey, oh. what is it? If you come at the king, best not miss. That's right. Hey, not that we're the kings, but for the moment we're up there. We're up. On top of the mountain. Who wants a piece? Pride comes before fall, so I'm not saying I'm cocky about it. <laughs> because I know that I could easily go over well, for two or three weeks straight. If you saw my picks before we started the contest, yeah, you would know exactly. that this, this should have oh, been. Yeah. I know. I was floating just above 500, and, and you... I think we're at five hundred or below. So yeah. yeah, yeah, we've we've gotten lucky here. So don't let that discourage you from from jumping in because again, it doesn't cost anything. <laughs> it just takes about two minutes of your time to right. think, or even less if you just randomly pick a team. Right, you're only picking four teams, so I mean, yeah. Hey, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Let's get out of here, man. I'm, yeah, it's been a long week already, and it's only it's only Wednesday. Yeah, so go listen to us on Twitter at the Role Players One. Uh, you can also find us on SoundCloud, uh, the Role Players on SoundCloud. We are not SoundCloud art- cloud artists, but you can find us there. We're losing followers, man. We're back down to nineteen, so we got to. Yeah, you know, if you're, I don't know if it's we're bots or or people that just decided to go in another direction, yeah. but they'll be back. <laughs> and if they don't. <laughs> Yeah. We'll, we'll carry on, right? We'll, yes, we'll, we'll still be here. We miss you, but we'll carry on. Yeah. 
Hey, let's get out of here, Daniel. Uh, thanks, right, thanks for listening. I am Arthur Mosley. He is Daniel Allen. We are the role players, and remember, our opinions don't matter. But you should listen to them anyways. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great week. Bye.